question. Yes. When was the last time you ate out? What? Ate out. When was the last time? Oh, I thought you meant the last time I was eaten out. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? That's a good question. I think Barack Obama was president. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? It's been a while. Um, I think it's been a while. I actually don't need you to ask this. What the hell? Yeah, I was thinking. I thought you were genuinely concerned. Yeah, but not on the podcast. <laughs> We've asked you. I know you're, you know, you're, you're trying to be more open, but bruh. <laughs> not that open. Anyway, um, guys, welcome to Gellin Sad's podcast with me, Natasha. And I sometimes go by Nat. I sometimes go by Michelle. Yes, Michelle. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I will like time. What's happening with you? No, how's it been? How's working from home? I've been fine. I I will say that I am kind of fed up with the pandemic. Um, and I know, listen, you know, people have it worse off, but I don't know. I just feel I'm 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 starting to feel like oh, not that I want life to go back to normal, but I'm I'm just tired of this thing being around us. Yeah, no, no, I get that, and. I, 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 it's, 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 it's awful, isn't it? In that you can see, I can see some things that have changed positively due to Corona. Mm. Um, you know, I feel people are a little bit perhaps more connected. I feel that there is a little bit more of checking up on people, checking up on people's mental health, which didn't necessarily happen a lot. Well, certainly to, to me, I don't think that happened a lot. But um, there's been so there's been some changes that mm-hmm. I feel are like okay, I'm, I'm obviously I feel terrible the number of people who have died and people who've been affected and stuff. But yeah, I, I get it. I get it when you say you're you're fed up, yeah. fed up from just from yeah. a thing. But anyway, uh, let's get to this episode. So before we go on, uh, let's start off with some comments that we had. Uh, from our previous two episodes, episode 54, episode 53. Um, I'll just quickly start off from <clears throat> the last episode that we had. So thank you again to Twape Mutila for joining us um, in the last episode. If you have not listened to it, please make sure you hit rewind and listen to episode 54. We talked about wills, inheritance, trust tax and all that stuff and Toppe has a podcast uh called Toppe's podcast um he's based in Malawi so guys please check him out um so I'll, I'll just get right into it with regards to some of the comments that we received um from that so on twitter uh at Sipo underscore now say this was a really good episode well done ladies um also 
on Twitter at Novel Tech said very informative episode. Thank you, Mandomazana Lejaha. And actually, um, so shout out to at Kuda underscore Nyangoni. Um, so he took some time to do a thread of his thoughts. So shout out to him. If you have time, I suggest that you guys uh, go into it and check it out. So he said, I'm set. I'll just read some of what he said. He said, I'm circling back after listening to Ed Gellin's guys and Ed um, Twapem Tiller talk about inheritance because I feel strongly about it. Moving away from the financial advisory opinions, I want to try psychoanalyzing the attitudes Black Africans have about inheritance in a thread. Um, so he started off with saying, I like how Twapem rightly acknowledged that different people have different perceptions and intentions when it comes to matters of inheritance. But I feel like as Black Africans, especially my he put in quotes, general, generational wealth crew in the back have to learn and embrace inheritance. Yep. In most conversations I've had with people about this, I've rarely come across anyone who seriously believes and consciously engages the idea of transferring wealth to their spouse and children when they pass away. Um, and then he highlighted some of the conversations that we had, but I thought that was a really interesting take. Um, so shout out to Kuda. And there were other comments on Twitter. So if you guys just search um, hashtag Gallons guys um, to see the rest of the comments on episode 54. Um, was there anything that stood out to you, YouTube yeah, and stuff? There, there was, um, Brand to Build Clothes said, thanks for sharing this, a very profound uh, lesson. Racks Real also commented and said, and this is the inheritance part as well. And she said, I think about what I will leave for my daughter. Building assets for the generation should prayerfully reduce the struggle. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I th that I think that was like a that was I thought that was quite profound because I think a lot about what I'm going to leave my daughter, and then having that whole conversation was like, okay, so this is a these are the things that we need to kind of do to make sure that you leave stuff like you know in the right form as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then so I think there was just a few, just a lot of questions, not a lot of questions, a lot of comments with people saying that you know they really enjoyed the episode, that it was really insightful. Um, thank you for this. Thank you for sharing this. So yeah, I think there was just, you know, uh, thank you again to Tope for joining us and sharing his wisdom yes. on that, on that financial kind of aspect of things. Yeah. And before we move on, I want to shout out all the people that, um, commented, um, episode 53. So this was our premiere of season three, uh, shout out to Edwin Gossi on Twitter. Um, so she shared her thoughts, uh, as she was listening. Um, and she was like, I also want to know when the R rate in relationships will be less than one. Um, so we talked about, you know, yeah, the, 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 the other pandemic, <laughs> several pandemics running at the same time exactly um and then she said oh the um the goalie date situation i would rather the guy give recommendations or suggestions than order for me yes i might have said i like certain things and he is showing that he pays paid attention but i might want to try something different that day so this was the scenario that you gave um about someone ordering um on your behalf um so i thought that was um that was really interesting and also shout out to um at the manyati on let me see what okay the manyati on twitter um so 
she, so she shared quite quite a few um what did you say so on cheating she was like oh it's hectic hectic avoided if possible um conf confessions need to be done early if you're if you're going to say anything if you're doing it after years of not getting caught unprovoked take your l men especially don't like being told they didn't uh, what they didn't ask for um emotionally so i thought that was that, that that was an interesting take um and then like quite a lot of comments saying welcome back guys um but yeah so thank you guys again for all your yeah. engagement yeah and i'm just looking for so from instagram we had a few comments quite uh, generated quite a bit of conversation actually in regards to our confessions as asha raymond once called it um so Saint Tinashe says, the pregnant wife must confess. And if the gent was also running game, he must confess. Otherwise, the guilt is going to come out whilst, <laughs> while sleeping. That's, <laughs> that's when people talk in their sleep. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's when people talk in their sleep and confess. I've never experienced that, but you know, Saint Tinashe is telling us something. Mm -hmm. um and you also said that night is different she's using more eponics uh, you know i had to google that i think it's like american slang all right all right um and then um what else did we have there a few other comments um regarding this whole cheating scenario and figure m kind of was like what if the husband asked if you've been with someone, do you tell the truth then? Good question. You know, do you tell the truth? What do you do now? If someone asks you, you then gotta. There's a reason they're asking you. They probably know something. Yeah, fair. And then Rack S. Real said, it would be heavy on my conscience. However, some people prefer not to know. Sweet lie versus bitter truth conundrum. Yeah, it's a difficult one. But mm. at the end of the day, I think the general consensus was, hey, mind your own business. Hmm? Mind, mind your own. Face your front. Face your front mind and continue. Mind your, your business. <laughs> um, okay. And then I just quickly wanted to say shout out to all the people that um, tuned into our Gallons Guys Instagram live. Uh, probably, what, two, two, weeks ago. two weeks ago now. Um, when we de debuted um, Love in Skies. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's not a laughing matter, guys. This is a, seri this is a serious, um, what is it? A, this is a public service that is being done here with Love in Skies, right? I agree. I agree. You know, and thank you for being honest enough to come back and actually be like, you know what? From the find Love with Nats, where I chowed the stock. Would somebody some of us could be married by now? But here you go, you child all the stock. So I think it was really good of you to kind of like, okay, you know what? I'm going to revamp this and just kind of put this on this platform and throw it to the people. And the people loved it. I loved it. I was like, oh wow. And uh-huh. And what happened? I actually got a DM from a guy who was like, oh, you know what? Um, I saw you on Love in Stars on Saturday. You were, you know, so allow me to shoot my shot. I was like, shoot it, bro, shoot it, you know? So, and, and then what happened? 
And then he's like, oh, you know, I just want to take you out for coffee. Um, do you like mentioned the play? Oh, he's mentioned Starbucks. So I was like, okay, so he's in the UK. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, interesting. So that is one for watching. So there we go. It works, guys, is the is is what I'm saying. You know, there's quite a few people, quite a few ladies, I think, who came on and were like, oh, you know what? looking for this looking for that so hopefully they'll come back in the next few weeks and be like this has happened for me it was really good i really really thoroughly enjoyed it and all the people who came on the married guy who came on gave him his giving his take it was thoroughly enjoyable so no, you never no. know you know what i'm not gonna waste time you know defending my reputation because people are saying i this dog or like I have to explain to so because there are people that listen to this that are not on Twitter that don't know. So just to explain, um, some time back, out of the kindness of my heart, right? I was like, let me help people. <laughs> and anyway, we used to, I had this thing on Twitter that oh, hashtag find love with Nat. It's a play on, I think there is a South African that has find love with so and so. I, I, I forget what, yeah. So someone's just suggested it and literally not to be like, it started off as a lighthearted joke. You know, I was like, fine. And actually then people were like, so serious. I was like, yo, this matchmaking business is intense, but I stopped doing it because I'll be honest, it is too much paperwork. I totally agree with everyone that charges people um, because it is insane. Not paperwork, it's just too much admin. It's it's a lot. Like if someone says, oh, I like this, then you have to take time to be thinking, what, oh, maybe so-and-so or whatever. But anyway, I do know people that, you know, like they, they, they progress there. No, no, I do. I do know people, but it will be up to them to come out and say, <laughs> to come out and, and be honest. Yeah. Where are they? Listen, listen, if you are one of those people, you know, please publicly come out because at this point I'm I'm about to actually you know what? do you um, know what? I recall you at some point in time when you're doing it like on Twitter and you message saying, Oh, there's this guy. Yes. And then we would all jump city. Oh, yes, put us forward, put us forward. Two weeks, nothing, no news. <laughs> Eh? And then the next thing is like, Auntie, Natasha, I thought you were. And then next thing, Natasha is seeing she's gone out for dinner. Oh, Natasha got some You know, every time you call her, she's on the phone. I'm like, what's going on here? This is fake news. This is fake news. But anyway, let's fast forward. Let's look into the future. So now, Love and Sky is, is more transparent and it is it's more transparent one and number two it is less admin for me right mm. and the thing is how this is going to work the success is going to be based on people putting themselves out there if no one puts themselves out there then it's not going to be successful I think yeah. we, we need huh? more we need more people we need more no. that's that's why that's why when we were talking we were like how frequently should we do this and mm. remember we were like nah you know what and at least to kind of start off with maybe let's do this once a month mm. because if we do it too frequently or every weekend mm. it just ends up being just the same like the same group of us coming together and just having a laugh right 
So yeah. how, how this is supposed to work is it's so easy. It's like three easy, well, four easy steps. One, you guys have to be following us on Instagram, Girl in Skies, right? And that's where you can, you'll be the first to see when we say, oh, we're going to have our, you know, Love in Skies on this particular weekend. We will try and give you guys like a day or two heads up so that you know. And then number two, when we have the live, like we need you guys to invite people to come on because we think like, first of all, if you are, you know, if maybe you're already aware of Gellin's guys or you listen to us, there, there are already a lot of shared things there. You know, it could be like shared culture, shared language, just shared interests. So it already means we have curated the people that are coming right mm -hmm. on the platform for you, right? So you, you come on and how it works is you just request to come on live you tell us a little bit about yourself what your preferences are where you are and who knows someone may be watching and may be interested and then they slide into your dms it has nothing to do with us you can report back to us we'd love to hear good reports like you know if you yeah. receive them but it is entirely up to you there's no one you know intercepting nothing you know yeah I, I'm, it's a, this is a potential to kind of end, like Tinangapa in the UK. You know, so this UK, is- UK guys, is, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this will help the UK. I think it's a phenomenon. I think this place is just dry land. You don't know that though. People could come up. Yeah, yeah. Don't be, don't be pessimistic. Let's be optimistic. Okay. I'm still in the UK. So, but anyway. And that's why I, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> anyway, I think I think it, I think it's a I think it's a great thing. And you know, strongly encourage you guys to come to, to to come on board and actually come on the live, you know. We did we talked a little bit as well about you know people creating fake accounts. It's, I don't know if it would work. I don't know. It's up to you if you're if you're shy, if you don't want to kind of yeah put yourself out there but you know you need to, you, there's an element that you need to be the one to kind of like okay this is what i want and this is what i'm going to go for it was very interesting that like we ended up learning a lot of other things of course we, we, we um, tying things that tie people together <laughs> <laughs> oh no do you know what i was about to do what oh no i feel so bad you know that's what that says um i think it's a it's a Sunday school song that says, bind us together. No. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's it's binding, but it's not, <laughs> it's not anyway Christian. Yeah. But anyway, um, I don't know, maybe it is Christian. Can we please move on? This is really shaking my faith. I'm really interested in this, but anyway. So what's happening in pol politics? It's been a while since you kind of hit us up on politics. Yes, yes, yes. I just wanted to just talk a little bit about politics. So America, all eyes are on America. Well, most eyes are on America because the elections are November 3rd. And listen, I am one of those people. I have booked the day off, the next day <laughs> off, because I am staying up to see what the heck is going to happen. I mean, guys, President Trump, another four years you <sighs> but it could happen because listen i know the, the, 
the fact that it happened before is just like that's a salute. There's no way that man will get will, will be elected. Do, do. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's the thing with polls. I personally don't trust the polls. We already know that some people who vote Trump um, are called shy Trump voters. We, mm. they, they don't disclose that they'll vote for him. And yeah. I've kind of seen other, I want to say sort of interesting things where there are some demographics who've um, historically kind of voted Democrat who kind mm. of seem to be very... Um, they're not engaged, they're not excited. Um, you know, you know, in politics, there's this whole thing that happens where someone comes and says, oh, they're all the same. No, they're, mm. they're, they're not the same. They're it's not. just like even, even like in Zim, like people be like, oh, they're all, no, no, they're not, no, they're not, they're not the same. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. So, and then President Trump has come out saying, oh, he's now immune. I mean, the first person to like confidently say that when scientists are telling us that, um, you know, they don't know how, you know, Corona behaves and there have been cases of reinfection. So to be, for me, like American politics is like a sport. It's like the NBA, you know, like how the Lakers won uh, today. For me, this is like watching the playoffs. It's not, yeah. it's that interesting. It's interesting. But yeah. I can imagine if you are American, it is um yeah it's 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 quite yeah it's it yeah it's it is something else um and then also wanted to highlight um in nigeria there have been protests um the hashtag and and sars has been on twitter or over social media <clears throat> so just my understanding and interested if we have any um, Nigerian listeners or people that know more about this, please do hit us up on Galen Skies on our social media and just give us more information. So <clears throat> SARS is the special anti-robbery squad um, and the NSARS is a social movement in Nigeria that started on Twitter calling for the banning of the special anti-robbery squad, a unit of the Nigerian police force um, so it's a call to end police oppression and brutality in Nigeria. Um, I was listening to um, a, a clip from a radio station where people were calling in with just their experience with um, with this particular unit that seems to target people that's, that seem to, you know, um, have wealth um, and sometimes try and, um, you know, get them to, um, to pay bribes um, to... Um, yeah, to, 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 to just get them off their case. Um, there was um, on, I think what triggered this whole thing is a few Saturdays ago, I believe on the 3rd of October, there was a video that came out on social media where um, there was a shooting of a young Nigerian in um, the Delta state. Um, and it was alleged that the police officers took away that young man's vehicle, which he was driving a Lexus SUV. Um, and then that trending video called for the, you know, the ending of that. The latest that I've seen is that President Buhari has announced that the special unit will be disbanded. Um, so the, this is what sort of like two weeks or so after the whole, you know, thing started. Um, yeah, so that it will be disbanded. But I think what will be interesting to Huh? No, I'm saying and those people who are in that unit are actually being deployed into other. Yeah, into into other parts. So I thought what was interesting is even like Burner Boy tweeted and was like, well, actually, this is the first step, but actually it's a whole mentality. 
that needs to be disbanded. It's not yeah. just disbanding of the unit, but it's disbanding of the mentality. Yeah, and, and for me, that was what kind of um, it, it struck out for me. I'm like, okay, no, it's great that it's no longer um, functioning, it's no longer, um, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. However, the people who then formed those are now penetrating other departments and other places and more. So in, 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 in essence, really, is it more kind of giving them a bigger platform because you can't really change someone's mind, way of thinking. You can't change someone's mind just by putting them in a different environment. Yeah. Just a yeah. No, no, <clears throat> that's, that's true. And again, like um, to all our nigerian listeners um and people that know more about this please hit us up um and also like in namibia um there has been so the the hashtag shut it all down um mm. has been trending um and my understanding of it is really it's against femicide and um namibian women being tired of being victims of sexual and gender violence um and there was a thread that i saw on twitter that was quite helpful in kind of contextualizing it um that's it that um basically between during the period of like january 2019 to june 2020 according to the figures that they had um on average it meant that there were three rape cases that were reported to the police every day yeah right um and then like even the, the 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 numbers of people that have been killed where have you know are just worse and actually we know that cases that are reported it, it, it isn't a true reflection of what happens a lot of other a lot of cases are not reported for various reasons um so yeah so if you check out the hashtag shut it all down um you'll see more of that and you know and people um yeah like i think it was quite similar to some of the stories that we probably had heard from south africa um but i had just not come across it in namibia so just wanted to kind of highlight that and i thought it was interesting because um uh, what's this guy's name musi the guy from south africa from yeah. the, the former da leader um he was like you know what the young people in africa like really speaking out in like mm. in southern africa you know we've had the zimbabwean lives matter you know we've got this like uh shut it all down namibia mm. um and obviously like west africa with the nigerian movement and i think there is something there um mm. which i don't know what the the direct link is but there is something there with kind of like having leaders who are remarkably much older um mm. than the population that they govern mm -hmm. and and there's a disjointedness there and it's it's nice to kind of see that energy coming from young people um and again like we saw with the nigerian thing the president has now come out saying that's been disbanded although that is only just a first step it, it kind of feels like it's 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 a victory of sorts you know um and it obviously made made me think of the teapot country yeah i've got a long way to go and it's um you know when we kind of touched on sexual abuse a few episodes ago i forgot which episode number that was and even when we're doing like um that bit of reading um the magnitude of sexual abuse the magnitude of people who are you know raped mutilated post-rape are the numbers are 
incredibly huge and you know the impact that has on people's lives like seriously it's 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 crazy and you never hear that much about, well i have i hardly hear anything about um namibia you know and that they have actually come out um identified that you know what this is a problem and as you're saying right you know people have spoken up about it um and steps are now being taken to kind of help to, you know, I don't know, I, I don't think you'll ever eradicate it, but steps are being taken to kind of make thing, make make it a better place. I think that's that's remarkable. And it's the first step, it's, it's just that speaking up about it is always the the hard bit when it comes to things like sexual abuse. Um, so yeah. Mm. Power to Namibia. Yeah, and then um, Zim, listen. <laughs> I personally am taking a break from that country <laughs> following its politics, but it is a hot mess. There is no hope. Um, that's it from me. Don't say that there is no hope. Yeah. Don't say that. Okay. People should just try and leave that country. Yeah, no, how? How how would you how would you how would you do it? No, we'll come back to this. Politics, a little bit of extra love. Like, is there anything at all? Nothing. We have failed as a people. Our politics has failed us. Uh, we have shown our cowardice. Um, we are seeing what other countries are doing, and we just can't, we just don't have that energy. So, we, we, get tired. We are tired. Yeah, I'm tired. I recognize my my failing. Like we are, we are very weak people. I think. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> On that note, moving uh, swiftly forward. So today, um, we wanted to talk about. So we've had a few discussions about this, and it's quite great that you know we have similar but yet kind of different um angles to how um we are deep well physically involved with it um and that is the aspect around diversity and inclusion ever since george 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 floyd um that was now a few months ago um ever since he he he, he died he passed away it, he was basically he was killed in america and ever since that, there has been a huge kind of outcry from different companies, different, um, yeah, different companies kind of saying that, you know what, Black Lives Matter. And as a result of the hashtag Black Lives Matter, as a result of the movement of Black Lives Matter, I have found that it's kind of seeped its way into our professional um, environments. And people are, not, are now like, oh, but you know, does this actually like what does this actually mean and as a result of people asking that or pretending to ask that or wanting to know what it why why there's black lives matter versus all lives matter there's been the growth and the development i suppose or not even the development because it's something that has been there for a long time running along the sidelines and that's diversity and inclusion has really been kind of put to the forefront so workplaces professional environments are kind of saying you know what we recognize that we have ethnic minorities we recognize that we have got people who are um belong to different groups so whether it's 
people who are a little bit older. So covering people who are, so covering the ageism, so covering sexism, so making sure that you've got people who from the LGBTQIA community. So we are basically an inclusive. So we want you to come and work with us because this is who we are. We're very inclusive of everybody. We want everybody to come and work with us. Mike, and then it made me really think. So I work for um, an American company. And just recently, they have kind of turned, out, turned around and said, oh, you know what, we, we, we need to have a diversity and inclusion forum at work. And of course, Lady here has put herself forward to be part of the, the forum. So we had our first meeting about two to three weeks ago, which I found really interesting. Um, it made me really think about what is this a tick box exercise to be see so that you're seen to be doing what everybody else is doing so that you are seen quote unquote to be accepting of those who are um non-white because i think that is or not even not just non-white but that having that inclusive environment is it just to kind of say this is who we are this is what has happened. This is who we are. We have this come and work for us tick box exercise. And it made me also think about when I was sitting in that room, it made me think that, okay, so this is meant to be a safe space to kind of um, really drive the agenda of the people who you feel need to be, who are diverse and who need to be included in the workplaces. Is this really a safe forum? Because ideally you're not going to have a hundred people in that group you're going to have some people you're going to have some representatives of somebody from somebody who's a black and ethnic minority you're going to have somebody who is um you know like i said a member of the lgbtqia so is it really a space for us to be to kind of highlight the issues that people are experiencing or are we going to get marked down because we are highlighting these issues? So me, if I'm now bringing to the table, to this DNI community forum table, that, oh, you know what, as a black woman, these are my experiences. And not only my experiences, but I've spoken to 10 other women who have, or 10 women or men who have come on and said that these are, you know what, me too. This has actually happened to me too. Are we going to now, as time progresses, when promotions are being dished out, are we going to, is that a way of kind of marking us down as well? Because how safe is it for us to be people who are a driving force for change? Because I think that is what is the biggest, um, that is what the common goal is for these, for the, for most of these platforms, is to be driving forces for change, to make positive impact so that everybody does feel, you know what, we are seen, we are heard, but I'm down again, like I just feel that it's a tick box exercise. And the other side of me actually recognizes that, you know what, am I maybe just wanting, am I always going to want more? Do you know what I mean? Now that they're like, okay, so here's a platform for you. And I'm saying, okay, but actually it's not quite enough. Is, mm -hmm. So am I always going to be in a position to want more? And the last thing, I think we had quite a long discussion about this as well, is where do we find spaces to be ourselves 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Because this diversity and inclusion forum is one day 
every six weeks or whatever it is, it's 30 minutes. And this is a place where you can come in, you can talk about your experiences, you can, amongst your peers, you can think about, okay, so this is how, what I'm going to do to make sure this doesn't happen to the next person. Mm. On top of that, you are still working the seven, the full 37 and a half hours a week. So if there's anything that is required from a Black Lives Matter movement, they'll come in and they'll throw it at us and be like, oh, what do you guys think? Because you know what, that's what we're there for, to provide that perspective. But we're doing that on top of our actual work. Mm. What do you think? Like, what, so maybe it would be quite good just to, for you to kind of, like what, what's the difference between the two and how, how have you found things in, in your work? Okay. Oh, I think it's, what you've just said is so interesting. So is it a genuine exercise? Mm. It depends. Um, I think it's fair to say for some organizations, for some people, it is, it is a tick box exercise mm. and you have to recognize that. And I think it's interesting what you say, because I think it sounds like you guys are probably, obviously won't dwell too much into like work. Yeah. but it sounds like you're at the beginning of that journey um Mm -hmm. because there's there's a difference between diversity and inclusion um there's a difference there's diversity and inclusion there's Mm anti-racism there is social mobility Mm -hmm. how do people progress Mm -hmm. those arguably could be three different things that I think what happens is they all fall under diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. from the sounds of it, I think let's let's just take it at maybe people listening and having similar experiences, maybe with work, or whatever. Yeah, you guys have to define what what is the purpose of what it is you're doing, and mm-hmm. you may have to spend more time defining that. Yeah, because. What my experience with these things is it can end up becoming a talking shop. Yeah. Yeah. Where people meet and we all sort of say, oh, you know, and we rightly talk about, you know, some of the, I don't know, microaggressions or some of the scenarios that we find ourselves in. So I think that the thing is to kind of like really define it for each person what are we trying to do right Mm -hmm. and then i think the point that you made about so i think yeah it can be a tick tick box you and you have to recognize it right Mm. (laughs) like that's the only way you have to recognize that yeah is it a safe space you can make it a safe space but Mm. again that's what i'm saying the problem that I that I have with diversity and inclusion when it's not really spelled out, like what are we trying to achieve, mm. is it assumes that ideologically everyone mm. agrees, politically yeah. everyone yeah. agrees, yeah. our lived experiences are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not the case. And what I find is that... Um, I'd say arguably most times it's not the case. Yeah, because, but the thing is, we are living in such a, um, okay, I'll, I was going to explain this at the end, but I'll, I think I'll start now to just kind of like frame it, even in my mind, is like, okay, we're in these like workspaces, schools, 
institutions, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not, how can I say it? These things are not happening in isolation. We're living in this global world, right? Yes. Yeah. And even if you think about, let's say it as like the Western world, because I always find mm-hmm. that ideologically, like the West's ideo- ideology for me as an African, it I don't always find a, a, a natural home to say left or right because the issues, you know, yes. that they are their core issues on either side. You know, I ha- may have different views on different things, mm-hmm. right? So I think where we are just, like if you if you gauge the temperature mm. of just what the world we're living in, it's, it's just such a sad, depressing, racist, filled. Yeah, you have a Trump president, you have the rise of the far right in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and all these things are brought to, 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 you know, to the fore or, or, or made possible by people, right? Mm-hmm. People are regular people who also have regular jobs and who may work where you work or where I work. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be foolish to think that even if there is a good intention around Mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion, it doesn't inform some of the thinking that sort of comes in. So I'll give you an example, right? Um... I don't know if you've heard of this thing. It, it's a new thing to me. It's called um, critical race theory. It's, no, I'm not do it. You may not have heard of the term, but, but you, you know of it. So basically critical race theory says that it just shows the relationship between the state institutions and race. And right. it started in America. And it just shows like how there are some things that are... Um, you know, institutionally racist or hold up racist ideals, right? Mm -hmm. And what the critical race theory tries to do is to point out these things Mm -hmm. so that, you know, they can be dismantled and, you know, understood. So there's a lady called, I believe her name is Kimberly Crenshaw. She's the one who came up with intersectionality as a theory. Mm -hmm. Right. right. She's one of the people that came up with this whole critical race theory. And I think when you hear that, like what critical race, you'll be like, yeah, I understand that. Because if you think yeah. about the, the prison industrial complex, if you think about police, you know how mm-hmm. police. How they operate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and why they started. Right. Yeah. The, the, um, those things. Yeah. Exactly, and and and, the, and, and those, but even if you think about that, police like it was to police minorities, like mm-hmm. this, the whole punishment of going to prison, mm. you know, it, it 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 if if we look at the American context, but we know yeah. that it then cascades to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's what critical race theory then does, sort of tries, and that's where all these like unconscious bias training coming mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To, to kind of like, you know, expose that and help. However, yeah. a week or two ago, we had uh, President Trump um, uh, debating Joe Biden, right? Mm-hmm. And he was asked, right, that why did you uh, withdraw? So his government withdrew um, 
it, it was called anti anti anti-bias training so all the unconscious bias training all that stuff he said so he got rid of it right that federal employees shouldn't shouldn't be going for those trainings yeah. recently in the uk we had a similar thing where a number of mps refused to take unconscious bias training right and he when he was asked he said no it's because it's racist right so although when you hear that although like um it wasn't done from the prism of like academics or ideology right because i don't think i don't know if trump has an ideology that he he stands behind but what it is is it is attacking this critical race theory mm. so all mm. these things attack you know all this like yeah okay unconscious bias training and all that stuff so and that is at and the reason i gave that example is that is it the that's leading of the free world yeah. right so that sips in so now you come in with your diversity and inclusion forum right mm -hmm. and you are coming in from a point of like this is how i feel um these are my lived experiences and you you're dealing with some people who ideologically fundamentally disagree with you and fundamentally are like i don't like this critical race theory because what it does it exposes institutions like we want to silence this thing yeah. right and then so, so have a diversity and inclusion forum no no but what i'm saying is you need to realize your your forum is in this world i know i get it i was saying with you like you know there where there is all this unconscious bias and people are like oh you know don't send people for training for that instead have something to show that we have got we are including people and that we are kind of um accepting diverse you know people people from diverse backgrounds is 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 is, is what i was trying to, to the, is, the, is the point i was trying to put across mm. interestingly enough like i feel that where institutional racism comes in is you know looking at your leadership structure and recognizing that there is nobody up there who can who you can kind of look up to interestingly enough it's also about occupying different spaces in different times and i say this because recently and i told you this that i had this interview with this woman um who i'm pretty sure had i not been in that space might have actually been put through um and hasn't got the job because she was really well qualified there's no reason why she she shouldn't have got the job but one of the questions asked was, you know, how would you look after somebody from a, you know, from a, I think there's something based around, there's a lot of um, people from diverse backgrounds. How would you, how do you look after one particular person from a from another background compared to yours? The first answer is, I don't see color. I was like, yes, I put my pen down. I was like, that's the end of it for me. I was like, you don't see color. And she was like, oh, you know everything that's happening in, in the media right now i am i'm just totally i don't see all that i think we should treat people the same i was like and this is the problem is that people like that kind of seep it not people like that that's terrible but people with that mentality kind of really then seep into organizations and go in and not see color when you're looking after looking after the person who is from wherever they are from but they're different from you 
you know, this is this is the this is the problem. And then these people then kind of then get promoted into, and it's easy for them to get promoted into senior management positions. And they kind of then interview. It's like a, it's like a vicious circle. They then will interview somebody else who comes like, oh, I don't see color. What is color? You know, we are all the same. And so then begins that begins that that whole cycle. It becomes a vicious cycle. Mm. But 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 let's let's stop there a little bit. Mm. Right. Because how do you, okay, and, and this is a gripe that I have with other, I won't mention, okay, how do you recognize where someone just doesn't have the current language? Let, mm. let me go back, because that whole like, oh, I don't see color, right mm. to to be fair like playing mm. you know the other advocate is if you go back mm, eight seven ten years from now ten mm. years ago that was a way of saying oh you know i like i treat everyone the same i don't see no i'm just saying like that was um yeah that was the so how do you sometimes recognize when it's 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 just not knowing because we are knee deep in these things, right? So we now yeah. know the language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, um, okay, and we'll go and I'll I, the thing is this woke thing, it's unfortunate because it's now been taken by yeah. like real extreme right wing ideology yeah. as being a bad thing. But if mm. we're talking in its uh purest sort of sense. I will mm. say, like, I remember I was saying to someone that, you know, five or so years ago, um, if someone had come into a room and be like, oh, how many people are feminists? I would have, like, put all, mm. all of my hands up, right? And mm. if they were like, I, you know, do you want to come and talk about it? I would have been like, yeah, I want to come and talk about it. But now, if someone came and was like, Who's, I would put my hands up, but if they're like, do you want to talk about it? I'd be like, no. Because why? I feel like I don't have the academic language. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, mm -hmm. um, maybe which is not like the, 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 the example that you gave, but one of the point that I wanted to drive is sometimes mm -hmm. there's a lot of, for example, like I talked about critical race theory, right? But there's mm -hmm. a simpler way of breaking it down. So sometimes you can have discussion where people are like, oh, critical race theory. And you're like, what are they talking about? I don't have the language, but actually mm -hmm. it's easy to understand. So I do mm -hmm. think that sometimes there is a bit of that's what i'm saying how do you sometimes identify that or oh, maybe this person means well but just doesn't uh, necessarily know just doesn't that's, know what the what what yeah. you know and thank you for highlighting that because i think i have been kind of my eyes closed to that so i think that is fair um to say that maybe you don't necessarily have the language you don't necessarily and you are maybe you're like oh let's let's do treat everybody the same but um for that particular example i think that where we are coming from is that you can't treat everybody the same everybody is different and everybody is unique in their own way there is such a drive on person-centered, person-centeredness, you know, so being all about the person that you are, you know, so like I'm with you right now. So I'm Natasha, this is my time with Nat, this is my time with um, with Ian, and I'm 
Ian and Nat are two different people. You know, even if Ian is is black or let me let me say, um, I don't know, Zenzel, you know, and both both you and Zenzel are the same. You're both women. You're both black. You're both feet. You know, whatever it is. But it's about knowing that okay, so this person is is unique in their own way. So I think that kind of trumps out that particular example, in that even if she didn't have the terminology for it, she could have literally gone round about it in a different way. Because you can't, I, I disagree in that you can't, you can't not see, you can't not see what is in front of you because that is a problem. And that is why people suffer, you know, removing race, removing um, whatever sex you are. That is why people suffer because we are not seen. All we want is to be seen. You know, you want to be acknowledged. You want to be um, not even appreciated by that person. You just want to be seen, right? So it's not about treating everybody the same. Mm -hmm. I think where you brought in the whole, um, what did you call it? Sorry, the, the what, what's it? Critical race theory? Yeah, I'm just, because I was giving this, I'm yeah. like, sometimes we yes. people with language. With language. So with critical race theory, for example, you asked me, like, do you know it? I was like, no, I don't. I don't know it. But then once you explained it, I'm like, oh, actually, no, I, I do know that. So yeah. that is something that I would have um, an opinion on because, but just because I don't necessarily know the terminology. So I think what I'm trying to say is that there is knowing, there is knowing um, the, 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 the language, but there's also just being a human being. You know, there's just basic, just knowing the basics in that, okay, so yes, even if you do not know conscious, but if you know, you know critical race theory, you will know that people experience racism in different institutions, but you just don't necessarily know that this is the umbrella term that is called. Yeah. And even though you can say, I, I don't see color um, and mean that in a very, come from a very positive way, you know, come from a very good meaning place, it doesn't necessarily equate to being a good thing. Yeah, and that, that's where, like, with that, for example, that's why I was like, with that sort of type of person, it's a bit hard, maybe, but mm. it's a case of like a judgment call. Okay, yes. And can can I can I teach this person right? And then it gives it lends itself to people wanting to learn, right? Yeah. Which is where like the whole diversity and inclusion comes mm. in. Because wait, wait, can I ask a question? Because you just made me realize something as well in that I was quite you know I think I was for me it was that that was a big thing that she was like oh, I don't I don't see color I was like okay but it, do you think in a way that we are becoming or maybe I'll speak for myself do you think that I am I was a little bit more biased then against her do you see what I mean because you can be biased because of your the name your, your name your color where you're from and automatically someone cancels you but then I, I waited till the end of her interview and I was like, oh no, I think these are the other reasons that I feel like, you know, not quite ready for this role. But, and I also threw in, I was like, you know, I, I don't really appreciate that somebody from a caring background can say that she sees everybody the same because that's a problem for me. Mm. But you think in a way that I was unconsciously biased because she automatically said that she didn't see color. Um... You were not unconscious, you were consciously biased. I was consciously biased, yeah. <laughs> and, not unconscious, yeah. And that's why I guess you were in the room, which is why, you know, now there's a whole thing of having diverse panels, right? Mm. 
Um, and it's hard for me to say because there is the, and unfortunately, right, with, with us, there's the double consciousness that we kind of like live in, which is what you think and then seeing yourself through the gaze of the majority right. space where yeah. you are. And sometimes yeah. even as black women, it's like triple consciousness. It's like what you think being in a majority white space plus being in a patriarchal space. So, right. so, so in that, so only you can answer that question because then there was the, there's the judgment call element mm. that comes mm. in, right? Because I'll give you an example. I was in um, like a, a conference type thing, right? When this woman had done something, right? She 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 um she'd done this sculpture of like it was like for Black History Month. It was really really nice, and then she was talking about the like that she has a quilt um, that she did, um, and basically this whole and I heard this concept from Tyler Perry where back mm -hmm. in the days like slaves used to you know like do you remember like the patch huh? ones yes yes because basically they're they they tell a story yeah. of like where maybe you know uh, the, when this thing happened then there would you have a patch which tells a story right so she was saying that she has that and whatever and then at the end like everyone giving their reflections and then i think she sort of said oh you know you know you know we're, 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 we're all the same everything that's happening out there isn't right you know mm -hmm. um it isn't fair we should all be treated the same or what like i think but she said like that whole you know what well, we're all the same and uh, whatever yeah. but what I'm, but what i'm saying is so from a language point of view it was a but this woman sure. like because yeah. she, she, she was like oh i'm reading this and whatever and you can tell oh, like, yeah. i could tell that yeah. no she's not Maybe mm -hmm. if, if I sat down with her on a one-to-one -one and just explained that, do you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It's a judgment thing. Mm. No, but I'm not saying you were no, wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just like, I'm sighing because I just feel that, you know, and that was the last point I made initially. It's like ooh, these spaces that are then created for, for us, you are now that person who is, you know, yeah, yeah, I already like, oh, you know, I want, I was like, if I could sit with her for an extra hour, then I could make, her. you see, it's like all that, that is extra, that is extra work, you know, like that barometer of having to explain, oh, you know, actually, this is, this is how this happened, you know, this is, this is, even though you're looking at this, at, at A, there's a lot of stuff that has happened pre-A, you know, it's not learning, getting them to understand that what you have always known as the alphabet from A to Z, there's mm -hmm. a little bit more prior to that and how we have got to have the alphabet. So it's, I feel like there's just, I feel like it's almost exhausting, you know, having to constantly explain to people. And that's what, that's what I said to you, I was like, how do we get them spaces where, you know, where you can be yourself like no all, not all that not be yourself but sorry like spaces where you can where these issues are addressed and you are not having to do extra work where you're not having to be that barometer like you mentioned even before when feminism is 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 being talked about 
you know, or somebody says, oh, who's a feminist, put your hand up. So again, that is um, extra work that one has, one has to do. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and that's why I say it like, you have to be clear about the purpose of what it is that you're doing, right? And um, yeah, I definitely do recognize and agree with like being asked to do extra work because yeah. actually, and that's what I'm saying, I feel like diversity and inclusion language in itself you mm. guys need to sit down and be like, what is this? You need to break it down because mm. diversity and inclusion is not. Um, so like anti being anti-racist is mm -hmm. maybe part of, you know, creating an environment for real diversity and inclusion. Right. Yeah. But it is not the thing. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me as a, as a woman, number one, that is why I would want it to, I, I would want to go there because I am a woman. Number two, I'm black. So that's, so those, those are, are the two main things that I'm bringing to the table. The next person next to me may be, you know, I don't know, feeling that, or you know what, there's a bit of, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like ageism, it might be around or, you know. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. Or the next person might be like, oh, you know, I'm gay and I feel like there isn't in, in inclusion. So people will bring their agenda. But for me, that's already a flaw in the, in, in the no, because it's, it's a flaw for what you, you as Michelle want. From that forum. No, else flaw. F-L-A-W. Because you're not going to, listen, once you get a range of people, mm -hmm. there is a middle ground and mm. that compromise that you're mm. going to have to find. So something you guys have to define what, what you are saying, but it also sounds like there's something else which is separate, which is around, because um, what we have seen with the diversity and inclusion agenda is it's, it, 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 I think it is kind of turning into a sort of cash cow because mm. there are diversity and inclusion consultants who get yeah. his fingers, figures, because it's like, it's, it's almost like a transformational change thing. It's like change management for organizations, which takes real skill. Obviously, as part of, as somebody who, as you know, as a woman, a black woman, you have your lived experience and it is within your interest to share those lived experiences so that your workplace becomes um, a better place for you, right? But at the same time, it's then what you were saying about, you know, you don't want to end up being like the person that they go to for right. strategy yeah. because that's not what you're paying because pe these people are paid six figures to be diversity right. and inclusion consultant yeah. strategists. So, I think that there's 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 kind of there's all that, um, but I don't know. I just feel like you need to just go back to the basics and be like, what are we trying to achieve? What I will say, right? Um, let me try and find this thing. Uh, be saying something whilst I find. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, and and this is something that I I. I think has worked like in the various groups that I've, I've been in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is you need to, because like I said, we live in this global world where there is all 
there, there are real ideological wars that are happening mm-hmm. that you are not going to solve in your diversity and inclusion forum. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I think you then need to, um, I think with, with this, you kind of need to, I think number one, you need to set out what your goals are. What are your objectives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, um, I won't say your workplace, wherever, say, say if I were um, asked to go into a NHS trust or private hospital and they were like, oh, we need to get our diversity and inclusion. I'd be like, okay, what's your understanding of this? Um, and, and, and maybe one of the objectives is, okay, we want there to be fair representation across the NHS grades of, mm-hmm. to represent, you know, our, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to represent the workforce. So your starting point could be, okay, what is the, where, what's our starting point, right? Is our mm-hmm. starting point that we live in this particular borough, right? Mm-hmm. And in this borough, these are the, according to the last census right this borough says that eight percent of people are being right which means that the 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 patients that you service are approximately eight percent so let's use that figure to mirror the, the 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 representation that you have per grade so you have that as a clear action mm-hmm. that we want to get to eight percent uh, per grade, not just in the junior bands, but senior, yes. right? Yes. And then you say to that trust, you guys have 18 months to deliver. Mm. This is how you're going to deliver. Let's look at how you advertise. Let's look at the images that you put in your advertising packs. Let's look at the agencies that you use to, to, to advertise. Not only that, how, what about your internal progression? How does it take, how long does it take for someone to go from band five to band seven? How many people who are, you know, black or whatever quit and end up leaving the profession? So you have to use, so data is actually good because data stops you from being a talking shop. You go there with data, with facts, exactly. And then also, the example of you know that the guy who um has come up with the different things like for darker skins uh, the different symptoms even the people that have made the bandages and stuff like that you like that is what state dni like they, like real inclusion does right inclusion in decision making so you can show that actually once we've now had these people we've seen a decline in this, whatever. We've now seen like a a, a decline in uh, Bengali people, um, you know, um, getting ill from diabetes because we've now included Bengali in our translation because Bengalis represent 16% of the people. Data is your friend and like your technology. So I think when you start with data for your organization, right then then it's okay it's not political that that is that was my very first suggestion i was like what we need to do yeah is to actually i look at the different grades like you know um and identify how many uh people are uh who are on there are women 
for example, like top senior management position, how many are women, how many are ethnic and my or ethnic um, ethnic minority, beg your pardon. Um, and of course, one of the things that came up is when people are actually filling out like your um, your application forms, you don't it's not mandatory to actually tick whether you are what color you are or where you are from, whatever it is. But yeah, so anyway, it's 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 a massive discussion. There is loads to kind of talk to 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 talk about. And um I just I just enjoy having this discussion, especially with you, because I'm just like, you know, for nine city kind of guys, but how 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 is it is it better you know is it what, what are we supposed to do where is where is it better for for uh for where where are spaces where is it better for black women where is it better for being um i don't know mem like members of different groups where is it and you know and the answer is everywhere you go there's going to be different issues there's going to be different problems there isn't a perfect place but it's about finding this a space in your own workspace and actually trying to thrive in it yeah and 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 i think exactly like what you said it's about you're not going to get the the, the perfect here yeah. yeah, you know, and that's why i think when because the way you guys are doing it it's kind of like a whole that's why i say diversity and inclusion is one thing mm. but there's there's different parts of yeah, it sure. right because i think what it's from the sounds of it and that's what a lot of organizations do right they'll be just like oh diversity and inclusion because it's it's it sounds sexy like mm. that's the sexy word of the time but you need to break it down so for example you guys as a starting point to make it easy for you you should you should you should say um what's the current data mm. and where do we want to go this is what you know an action plan but you shouldn't have to do a lot of the thinking you then yeah. you then the, the the senior manager should then be like yeah. okay this is what we're committing to and this is how we are committing to it i found this really interesting hold on one second tamara i will cook i will cook don't worry i'm nearly done so, so I found this thing that I thought was interesting. So a lady in, she's a journalist, actually, you know, I feel so bad because I didn't get her name. I will find her name and I'll get, you know, if, if anyone is, 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 is interested, just hit me up. And she kind of says that diversity is a word that has held us up as, that has, so I'll start again. Diversity is a word that's held up as a solution to the obvious gaps and inequities in media industry. So she's a journalist, like I said. In, most, in its most generous and naive interpretation, it's supposed to encapsulate my experience and yours and hers and his and all of ours. Instead, the language of diversity and inclusion to us ends up, ends up feeling like we are being invited to the table as guests, but there are conditions to keeping our seat. I was like, I, and, I, and I, that resonated with me because I'm like, the table is there come talk about this but no wait you know you can't be you can't be too much because then you know like i said initially is that how is that going to then um affect you in in the future but yeah so yeah. i think no you have yeah and it again because you can't disassociate these things from mm -hmm. 
the macro, like what's happening outside in mm -hmm. this global world ideologically, you know, and that's that's a real you have to be mindful of it. You know, I even told you like like you have to be mindful of it because there may be someone who and, and how these things manifest themselves is, mm -hmm. you know, there's unconscious training, someone doesn't attend, someone doesn't provide input. It's not because they don't have any thoughts. Tick box exercises again. Yeah, but that's why you move it from being a tick box exercise to data, link it to data, organizational output, um, organizational benefit, right? Because mm. um, depending on different companies, like the bottom, like it could be the bottom line or whatever the best outcome, best policy or whatever, right? Th that's how you, you, <laughs> because otherwise you'd be stressed because you're trying to solve world problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and in, in the in the in the same twenty four hours that we everybody else has, and you I know it's hard. And it's been interesting. So, guys, if you have got something similar in your workspace or experiencing or thinking about start, starting something similar in your workspace, do let us know. And if you've got something that has been running as well for some time, like how what changes have have you seen happening? I think it'll be quite interesting to know. Yeah, but what I will say is I have um, on a kind of positive, mm -hmm. like my experience has been for the first time in a while, I've been part of like real frank, open conversations that I would have never thought just, mm -hmm. you know, following the whole George Floyd um, just things that maybe we talk about like code switching and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I do think that what makes great leaders is just understanding and listening. Right. Yeah. So even say with you, like in your role, it'll be, it's just about understanding and listening. And, and I think you, you, you have a harder job because it's, I think you guys have really created a lot of work for yourselves by the whole diversity and inclusion. These things need consultants that will come and but but you can make your work easier by like being clear. What are our four, five big objectives? Mm. And you start from there. And then you leave room for the talking shop bit. Because then that goes into well-being. Some it's sometimes just good to have a space where mm. you, you know, you talk. But you as being a black woman, I don't think you'll get what you're looking for in that space because you you have to be inclusive again. So you may have to look for another space, you know. Do you know what I'm saying? I think you have to manage expectations. I know, I understand completely. Um, and again, it, it's it's back down to like me questioning myself. I was like, well, you know, but is it that you always want a little bit more? You know, you you like okay, so you're given this, and you're like, oh no, actually, I want I want more. You know, then they will create a space for you know just yeah, black women, and you're like, no, actually, we want more. Then they'll create a space for black people, and like, no, actually, I want more. And it makes me think that you know that whole concept of routine. And I know this is something that is not shared widely amongst even my peers, um, that whole routine, we are, I feel like 
when you, you know, you know, remember when you're younger and you'd go to your cousins, your favorite cousin's place and you would um, sit, chill, do whatever. And they would sit with touching your bills for you something. Because when I, you know, putting Kyle, the moment you put even one, one, an inch of your foot on the sofa, you're in trouble. So you don't do that because you're in that space and you're like, oh, actually, can I do it? Because they're doing it. Um, so I guess the point I was trying to say is that I'm just constantly reminded that that space that in my head I'm pro probably looking for doesn't, doesn't actually, it doesn't probably exist because I am that visiting cousin and I'm constantly like, oh, is it okay to sit on the sofa? Is it okay to put my, my feet up? Because my cousin's doing that. Can I have ice cream? Because she's having ice cream. Will I get the same portion? Probably not. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. There's just so much that is, um, that is in the air. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the migrant's dilemma, right? 100, 100. Anyway, we will report it back. Yeah, guys, if you've got any comments, please let us know. Um, this is just the beginning um, and probably didn't have enough time to kind of unpack some of the things that we say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if, if, yeah, if you've got any thoughts on this, just let us know. Like if you work in diversity yeah. inclusion, yeah. let us know and let me know how to get that bag because they make money. <laughs> guys let me know too i also want to make loads of it <laughs> but no but um yes guys uh hashtag gallons guys yeah thank you for listening yeah